right, back here on 760 WJR. I mentioned this piece yesterday when we were talking about electric vehicles. Of course, much the conversation with the Detroit Auto Show taking place right now. President Biden in town yesterday touting electric vehicles as the future. This piece in the Wall Street Journal entitled Policies Pushing Electric Vehicles Show Why Few People Want One, written by Bjorn Lomborg. Uh, really caught my eye, and it had a lot of information in it that I think people should know about before they immediately jump on the bandwagon of electric cars are going to save us, and that's all we have to do is figure out a way to afford them. Uh, Mr. Lomborg is president of the Copenhagen Consensus. He's a visiting fellow at Stanford University, and he's the author of False Alarm, How Climate Change Panic Costs Us Trillions, Hurts the Poor, and Fails to Fix the Planet. Mr. Lomborg, thanks for coming on our program. Hey, Mitch, it's great to be here. So you, you raise a very interesting question in the second paragraph of this piece. We constantly hear that electric cars are the future, cleaner, cheaper, and better. But if they're so good, why does California need to ban gasoline-powered cars? Why does the world spend $30 billion a year subsidizing electric ones? Give our audience a, a bit of the answer that you came to to your own rhetorical question. Yes. So, I mean, it, it sort of gives away the whole question. They're not better right now. Look, electric cars are great for some things. If, if you've ever driven a Tesla, it's a fun car to drive. But the problem right now is they're much costlier than gasoline-driven cars. And they actually don't do a lot of the stuff that you're told. So you know, you're told, oh, but it'll have zero air pollution. And it's true that there's no air pollution coming out of the tailpipe because an electric car doesn't have a tailpipe. Right. But it's still it's very heavy. It's typically heavier because of the very heavy batteries. So the air pollution that comes from the tire uh, wear, from the road wear and also from the brakes is actually such that it's almost as much as the pollution that you get from the gasoline car. Plus, of course, you need to generate more electricity to power your electric car. And most of that will still most of most places around the world come from at least partly fossil fuels. So the right. overall impact is that they'll probably, uh, so one new study shows in 70% of all U.S. states, it'll actually increase air pollution in total in that state. So again, you think it's cleaner. It's not. It will reduce your CO2 emissions, but only by a tiny amount. So well, you, 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 have all, a, you have a, a figure here that's astonishing, yes. uh, that uh, if every country Every country achieved its stated ambitious electric vehicle targets by 2030. Every country. The effect on the actual uh, climate change, which is what everybody is, 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 is screaming about, would be 0. 0.0002 degrees by the end by of the, the end century. Of the Not next year. Not 2030. 70 years later. I, 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 I got to think that. I, you know, if, if these facts and figures are available to everyone, then why why this big ruse? Why is it that if you stop the average person on the, on the street in America, they would probably believe that if they could afford it and if they got with it mentally, that driving an electric car would, would save the planet? Yeah. And that's certainly how you're sold uh, this 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 idea. And look, it has some reasonability because in the long run, we will need to transition most of our energy towards non-CO2 emitting 
energy. And one of the ways we could do that is by electrifying our transport sector. So the goal is not wrong, but we have no sense of the scale. So, you know, most politicians, so also in California and many other places in Europe, will believe that in a few short years, we're all going to be driving electric cars, which of course is why I asked the question, if that's really true, why would you need to ban electric cars in 2035? The yeah. truth is, of course, we're nowhere near that because people vote with the wallets, partly because they don't want to pay the much higher prices and partly because you don't want to be waiting around for you know, uh, 20, 40 minutes to uh, refuel your electric car if you're out on a road trip. You want to do it in five minutes or less, which is what you do with gasoline. Right. Uh, so, so there's a lot of reasons for this. And the uptake, I think, and this is one of the other, I think, exciting points that I, that I emphasized was Biden's own estimate of how many uh, electric cars there's going to be on the road in 2050. So almost 30 years from now, Biden's Energy Information Administration estimates that that number will be 13% of electric cars, not 100, not 50, but 13%. And that tells you that, sure, this is a revolution that will be going very slowly, then we'll eventually get some of the our, our electric uh, or some of our transportation sector electrified, but it's not taking over the world. And putting in money, putting in the 30 billion you mentioned at the very beginning, $30 billion in subsidies every year to get people to buy cars that they really would rather not buy is not a good deal, either for air pollution or for people's wallets. And especially right. And, not and, and of course, cars. as long as they keep putting 30 billion in subsidies in, the industry will raise their prices by a collective 30 billion. We saw it happen already when you got the $7,500 tax credit. Prices for electric cars just conveniently happened to rise or oh, about an average of $7,500. So, you know, as long as the manufacturers go, well, they're going to give out money for them to buy these cars. So let's just keep pushing the price point on. Uh, they're going to be out of reach for so many people. You point out that even of the cars now, and this is where this number is, is even misleading because you hear, well, we're up to 6%. Isn't that great? We're up to 6% of, of the cars are electric vehicles. But you point out that for 9 out of 10 households that own electric vehicles, it's a second car. It, yeah. So so they're driving it, you know, to impress their friends and to, to, to make short runs here and there. But they've still got a gas guzzler, probably an SUV uh, on the other side mm. uh, that that's burning up gas. So even those and people aren't doing the what the main vehicle. Right. Again, yeah. you, you use your electric car to go down to the, uh, to the mall or something, but you actually use your gasoline car if you're going to go anywhere serious. And so the the actual upshot is people use their gasoline cars about twice as much. So they'll run on average about 13,000 miles or a little more uh, for a gasoline car, but right. only less than 6,000 for an electric so car. So let me ask you and, Let me ask you a question. What happens in California in about 10 years when they basically have a law that says you can't buy a gas car anymore and you have an audience that says, well, we don't want to buy the electric car? Who, that's, mm. that's, that's, a, that's a stalemate. I mean, we never oh, and, in this country have had a thing where you must buy a product. So what happens? Well, and, and this is a problem that we'll face in many, many other countries have set similar uh, targets. I think what's going to happen is uh, one of two things. Uh, voters are going to boot out people who will say that this law will become actual law. So, you know, when, when you're there and you only have you know, 10, 20 percent uptake, 
and people can't afford it. Uh, a, a new generation of, uh, of uh, legislators are going to come in and say, oh, sorry, we didn't quite mean that. And we're going to mm. push it to 2050. Uh, the alternative is that you will, and, and, and California will probably find this very, very difficult to make sure that people can actually bring in gasoline cars into California. And so you're simply going to see most people going to Nevada to buy their car. Uh, and <laughs> you'll have a very healthy sort of second hand car. You know, people will buy yeah. cars in Nevada, uh, sell, uh, you know, sell them in San Francisco on the farmer markets or that kind of thing. I don't know exactly what it's that's kind of like fireworks like, but... <laughs> here in, uh, in yes. Ohio and Michigan. You just go over there the border go. and yeah. buy them and then bring them in for the 4th of July. Well, this is fascinating. I, I encourage everybody to read Mr. Lomborg's piece. Uh, in the Wall Street Journal, because it, it spells out a lot of this and more. And if factual things, not partisan, not Fox News, not this. These are these are all studies that you can go look up yourself. And the numbers are, are very educational. Make up your own mind after you read them. Bjorn Lomborg, thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you. 760 WJR, back with more after this.